Welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Butner. Today, our episode is going to focus on how to be romantic. Now, I've lived in several African countries. I've lived in Gambia. I've lived in Tanzania as an adult. I've lived in Ethiopia and I've lived in Rwanda. And one common theme in each of these countries is African men being accused of not being romantic. So I figured let's focus on tips and tricks um, for African men to use to be romantic to your wife and to be romantic to your girlfriend. And if you got a situationship, to be romantic to your woman. So before we get into romance, first we have to talk about the five love languages. So this is something that a lot of people know about, a lot of people have heard about, and then there's a lot of people that don't know about the five love languages, and there's a lot of people that have never heard about it. So today, first, we're going to get into the five love languages, which are the different ways of expressing and receiving love. So there's words of affirmation, there's quality time, there's receiving gifts, there's acts of service, and there's physical touch. So clearly, not everyone communicates love in the same way. And likewise, people have different ways they prefer to receive love. See, I might communicate love in a certain way, but then I want to receive love in a certain way. So it's important for people who are in relationships, regardless whether it's marriage, regardless whether it's um, a committed relationship, regardless whether it's monogamy, polygamy, or situationships, it's important to know what are your partner's love languages because it helps in communicating your love to them and them receiving it. So when it comes to words of affirmation, people with words of affirmation as a love language, they value verbal acknowledgments of affection, including frequent I love you's and compliments and words of appreciation and verbal encouragement and often frequent digital communication like texting and, and social media engagement. So people who like words of affirmation, whether you're a boy or girl or man or woman, you want to receive a lot of text messages from your partner because for you, that's important. You want your partner posting you. So know your partner's love language because if you have a social media account and you're not posting your partner, he or she might not be feeling loved because they want that love to be validated by a post or a text or before you hang up saying, I love you, honey. I love you, baby. I miss you. Those are things that they need. So you also have the quality time people. So people whose love language is quality time feel the most adored when their partner actively wants to spend time with them and is always down to hang out. So they particularly love when active listening, eye contact, and full presence are prioritized hallmarks in their relationship. What does this mean? This means when you're talking to your spouse who or your boyfriend or partner who believes that quality time is what's most important to them, when you're together, they want to make sure that you're connected. They want to make sure that you're plugged into each other. So that's not the partner you want to be talking to while you're doing something and you're busy. But you're like, and they're like, honey, I can't see you. Look at me. And you're like, baby, I don't need to see you to talk to you. No, no, no. The person that loves quality time wants that eye contact. 
They want you to sit in front of them, grab their hands, hold their hands gingerly, softly, and make them feel seen. People like this want to feel like they have your attention 100%, and that's the best way for you to show your love to them. Now, this love language is all about giving your undivided attention. So when it comes to that special person, they don't want any distractions or you can't be trying to have a conversation with someone who values quality time and you have the TV on Eh, they don't feel valued for them. That's not quality time because the TV's on or you're on your phone and you're just scrolling and your partner is talking to you and telling you something they feel is important. Those kind of activities, what it communicates to your partner is that you're not present and you don't care. Even though for you, you're hearing with your ear, right? So you don't need to look in, into their eyes to be listening. But for them, it's important. So that's why you have to know your partner's love language. They don't want outside interference. They just want mano y mano, me and you, tete a tete. So people who love quality time, they have a strong desire to actively spend time with their significant others, which um, for them is having meaningful conversations or sharing recreational activities. So um, I have a friend that loves to go hiking and she loves to go kayaking and she loves to go to the mountain. So for her, it's important that when she's with her partner, that the partner engages in those activities that she likes. So that is a way to show love to her because you're engaging in activities that are important to her, activities that she enjoys, um, leisurely activities that to her trump, you know, perhaps somebody who, who likes words of affirmation. For her, the fact that you're coming on a hike with her to go up a mountain means more than telling her, honey, I love you. Then there's also um, those that love acts of service. So if your love language is acts of service, you value when your partner goes out of their way to make your life easier. It's things like bringing you soup when you're sick or making your coffee for you in the morning or picking up your dry cleaning for you. So it's acts of service or perhaps your husband filling up your gas tank. That makes you feel like, oh, he loves me. Or your husband waking up in the middle of the night because it's snowing. He goes out and he moves your car because you have an appointment the following morning. And he brushes the snow off of your windshield and leaves the snow brush in the front seat. So when you wake up in the morning, you're able to open your car the brush is right there. You brush whatever snow is left off of your windshield and you're able to drive off to go to your appointment. So see, that thought process, the fact that your spouse considered you that much, it really makes you feel valued. It makes you feel loved. It makes you feel worthy. So this love language is for people who believe that actions speak louder than words. And I know we all hear that a lot. Some people are not moved by words. It's like, do something. You're talking a lot but I need you to do something. You hear that all the time. Like, don't tell me you love me. Show me you love me. You hear that all the time. So people who value acts of service, they don't want you to do so much talking. Honey, I love you. Honey, you're the best. Honey, you're beautiful. Honey, you're great. That doesn't move them. But doing something to show them that they're great, 
like getting them flowers, for example. You come home and give your wife flowers or get her a card that says, I appreciate you or her favorite chocolate, for example, or you know that you know her favorite drink, like she likes bui juice or she likes wonjo juice or she likes, I mean, it doesn't have to be something big. The point is your acts of service communicate to your partner that they are loved and they are valued. Also, doing the smaller and bigger things like chores, right? Because chores can be small, but at the same time, they can be a headache. So when your husband does the laundry and you know that's one less thing you have to do, oh my God, it just makes you feel like, oh my God, he loves me so much. Or you come home and your husband's already in the kitchen chefing it up. He's cooking some rice and plantains and beef stew. And you're like, I don't have to cook today. So that's one less thing you got to do. So things like that, or you come home and your husband is at the dining table doing homework with the kids, you know, especially now we're doing the Zoom school. So you're busy in your Zoom meetings and your husband takes the time to do the homework with the kids and run through all their exit tickets. I know you mamas out there feel me, especially if you're in the US. So you just feel like that's one less thing I don't have to do when I'm done with my Zoom work schedule. So you got to know that when you're dealing with a partner who values acts of service, the doing is more important than the saying. Then there's those that love gifts. Gifts is a pretty straightforward love language. You feel loved when people give you visual symbols of love. So it's not about the monetary value, but the symbolic thought behind the item. Now, don't get me wrong. A nice Louis Vuitton purse. <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Like some red bottoms. Sure. A beautiful car. I'll take it. You know, nice diamond set. Yes. But the point is people with this style recognize and value the gift giving process. So it's the careful reflection. It's the deliberate choosing of the object to represent the relationship. And it's the emotional benefit from receiving the present. Now, yes, I did say, you know, a trip to Paris. Yes, I'll take that. And a beautiful, you know, uh, Chanel number no. five perfume. Yes. But the point is, it's not about expensive gifts. It's about the thought process of getting the gift. So if you guys had your first date at Barnes and Nobles and you guys were having some coffee and some cheesecake and you guys were reading, um, let's say, what's my favorite book? So Long a Letter. And you bonded over that. Then you buy your spouse a brand new So Long a Letter by Mariam Abba. I think that was the author's name. For her, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe he remembered our first date. So see, that is what they value more than the diamond necklace or more than, you know, the 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 Louis Vuitton situation you, you've gone and bought. The fact that there's a thought process behind the gift is what moves them. People whose love language is receiving gifts also enjoy being gifted something that is both physical and meaningful. So the key is to give meaningful things that matter to them and reflect their values, not necessarily yours. So for example, if you, the guy, you're into sports, but your wife is not into sports. Don't get her a, a, a sports gift. I don't know. What do you get uh, someone who loves like, um, let's say, tennis rackets and some balls? And she doesn't like tennis. 
So that's really a gift for yourself, right? Because you like to play tennis and you want your wife to come along and play tennis with you. So you get her maybe the whole outfit and you get her tennis rackets and you get her some tennis balls, but she's not into tennis. So she's not going to appreciate that. But if you get her something that she likes, like for example, she loves to go to naming ceremonies and, and weddings. So you get her brand new material for her to get an outfit made. Woo! You're going to get your dick sucked, okay? Because she is going to be over the moon. So you have to make sure the gift giving is something that is meaningful. Then there's those that like physical touch. Their love language is centered around physical touch. People with physical touch as their love language feel loved when they receive physical signs of affection, like kissing and holding hands and cuddling on the couch and sex. Let's not forget, sex is the biggest way for you to show your love to somebody. I mean, you're literally opening your pussy and letting this man enter you with his dick and it's going to be fun and you're both going to orgasm. So sex can also be the best way to show your partner who values physical touch some loving. So physical intimacy and touch can be incredibly affirming and, and serves a powerful emotional connector for people who, who this is their love language. And their roots mostly go back to their childhood. Um, some people only felt deep connection and love from their parents when they were held or touched or kissed. Um, like, for example, kids who grew up in households where it the, everyone's huggy-huggy, like everyone is always hugging, everyone is always touching. So it's like, that's how you receive love growing up. So for you, that's your idea of real love. People who communicate their appreciation through this language um, this language, when they consent to it, feel appreciated when they're hugged. Like it feels so good for your husband to walk into the house and just give you a nice big bear hug or to kiss you. And I'm not talking about two minute kissing. Remember, we we had an episode we we talked about stop pecking your partners, stop pecking your significant others. They're not birds. So that and you're done. We need to get away from that. Take their time to really kiss your partner. And I know for some countries, kissing is not something that is a normal activity that people do. So most people don't know how to kiss and they don't want to lead off that they don't know how to kiss. So they just avoid it altogether. But you can learn how to kiss with your partner. You know, just try it until you figure out what works for you. And if it's awkward in the beginning and your teeth are banging each other, it's okay. You'll find a rhythm and you'll be able to kiss without biting each other or, or hurting each other. <laughs> and men, don't suck so hard that when you're done, the girl's lip is swollen or she feels like it's burning. That's not a good kiss. So learn to kiss. But then again, it makes it easier when you communicate. So as the girl, you also have to say, I like it when you kiss softer so he knows not to put so much pressure, right? You don't want to call him out like, you're, you're sucking my lip too hard. That hurts. But you can find a gentle way of communicating to your spouse that or your partner that you want the kissing to be more sensual and um, lighter. Also, people who love, whose um, 
love languages physical touch, they value the feeling of warmth and comfort that comes with physical touch. So it's important to know your partner's love language. So that's where we're going to start before we get into how to be romantic, because it's important to learn your partner's love language and then use it every day. So if you know what it is, make sure that it's something you're doing every day. Your partner loves hugs and kisses. Give them a hug and a kiss every single day because that's how they receive love. Now you're thinking, well, what if your partner's love language is gift giving and and receiving? Like I got to bring a gift every day. It's not hard. It could be bananas that you bring home because she loves bananas. It could be stopping by and getting her her favorite pack of gum. It could be, again, stopping by and getting her juice because she loves this particular juice, like kabad juice. You know, oh my God, you get me kabad juice? You're my best friend in the world. Like you love me. You thought about me. Or stop by and on your way home and just whatever thing it is that she likes. Or you could even be considerate and send it to her workplace, you know, like her favorite meal for lunch, like, oh, today I'm going to get my wife some, some, you know, coconut chipsy, some, some chicken and chips and send it to her office. And that's going to be her lunch. That feels like receiving a gift from someone who thought about you. And that's important. So no, nobody's saying if your partner's love language is gift giving, you got to go buy some diamonds and expensive perfumes and expensive bags and shoes every day because we all know that's not sustainable long term. Now, the best thing to do to be romantic is to date each other. Whether you're married or not, it's important that you set in your schedule time for just the two of you to go somewhere, have a good meal, enjoy some good food, have a nice chit chat without kids, without in-laws, without and try not to bring up topics that are triggers. So, you know, because you could go on a date and you find yourself talking about the kids the entire time. Well, that was kind of a waste of a date. Like you're supposed to connect. It's about the two of you. It's hard when you have children because your children always come up because they're such a huge part of your life. But you have to make the concerted effort to focus on each other. Don't bring up trigger issues, triggers like in-laws. Like, listen, bruh, if your mom does not get along with your wife, um... Word to the wise, don't bring up your mom while you're taking your wife on a date night. If your mom does not like your girlfriend, don't bring up your mom, period. <laughs> like, just don't. Um, also with siblings, if you have some siblings that don't get along with your spouse or your partner. So also if work is a stressful topic, avoid work conversations and just talk about each other. Also make your partner feel special. So since you already know their love language, make sure you do those things that make them feel special. It's also very important to just be kind to each other. People really underestimate the importance of kindness. Kindness could be, you know, the biggest part of romance. Just being kind is underplayed, it's undervalued, it's underrated. But when it comes to romance, being kind to your partner can be everything. Just in general, in life, people already are dealing with a doggy dog world. So you got to make sure that you're kind to your partner and they feel it and they know it. Now, another way for you to be a romantic partner is to keep an eye on upcoming events. And this I'm going to focus on the men because men are very good at forgetting birthdays, 
anniversaries. And if you're one of those guys that is with someone that loves to our first date anniversary, our first kiss anniversary, <laughs> bruh, I need you to get your calendar out and just put those dates in and make it reoccurring. So every year it pops up and it reminds you everybody's got a phone. So just put it in there. You cannot forget your wife's birthday. You cannot forget your anniversary, your wedding anniversary. And again, if you're married to one of those women that likes to mark the date of the first kiss of the first date, all of that, just throw it in your calendar so you don't forget. Um, and then you have those women who are very vocal and they will not let you forget their birthday or their anniversary because they will sing about it months before the day. So if you're married to one of those or you're in a relationship with one of those, you're lucky because they won't let you forget. But then there's those girls who won't say anything, those women who won't say anything because they expect you to know. Um, you also want to surprise your spouse. Surprising your spouse, surprising your partner is the best way to show your romantic side because it's something that she wasn't expecting and girls this applies to you too you can surprise your man because when it's something they're not expecting and it's something beautiful and it's something nice it really takes the wind off of you um it really just sweeps you off of your feet and you feel like oh my god like i didn't see that coming i wasn't expecting it and that makes it beautiful um you also want to make sure that you cook for each other. Oh, the women are going to say, I cook every day. Hell, I'm tired of cooking. Okay, I don't even know what to cook. I cook every single day. So think about surprising, especially this is for the men. Think about surprising your woman with a meal, especially if you do it at the house, the kids are in bed, and you have to take the time to organize all of that. Make sure you put the kids to bed early if you have kids. And if you don't have kids, perfect. It's just the two of you. It would be nice to invite your girlfriend over and she comes and finds you in the kitchen and you're cooking for her. This is a way to, to be romantic. And also stay on each other's emotional radar. That means you have to text each other. You have to be in communication all the time so you know that you're thinking of each other. Sometimes people think that romantic gestures have to be these big gestures of you rent the plane and it's flying in the sky and it says, Amaru loves Njilan. Like, that's nice. But we are talking about everyday things that you could do to be a romantic partner. Um, so we have to think about things that we could do that don't cost too much. That is not like things you do once in a year because it's her birthday, but things you do on a weekly basis um, and on a daily basis that just bring a smile to your face. Then, of course, we have to talk about how to have romantic sex. So how does one engage in romantic sex? Um, it's quite easy. You just have to make sure that Number one, turn your bedroom into a love nest. What does this mean? This means clear out the clutter. You don't want to set up a romantic space. You can't set up a romantic space when there's so much crap in the room. So clear the clutter. If you have a desk and a computer in your bedroom, I would advise against it. Move it out of the bedroom. Put it in a hallway. Put it in an extra room. Your bedroom should not have a desk and a computer. It's just not sexy. 
Also, you want to make sure there's no clothes on the floor. You want to make sure there's no piles of books somewhere. Clear the bedroom so it's nice and airy and spacious and no matter the size, you just want to make sure everything is where it's supposed to be and then you can get to creating the ambiance. Now, it's all about the ambiance. Y'all already see that I've put up on all my platforms that our Safsap luxury candles are ready and we've already shared the website. So go order your Safsap luxury candles and turn on some candles. That's also a great way to set the stage so that the room feels like, oh yeah, somebody's about to get it in. Another thing you want to do is share a sexy fantasy, whether your fantasy involves a little bit of light bondage or role play or, you know, some whipped cream. Whenever you reveal something like that, that you're putting yourself on the line and you're showing your partner you trust them. So communication again comes into play. You want to show your partner that you trust them by sharing something like, a fantasy with them. Like, I want to have sex in the rain. Tell that to your partner. So if you're in Africa and it's the rainy season, he knows to set it up where you guys are going to be out. When it starts raining, he's going to take you and put you on the hood of the car and fuck the shit out of you. And that's going to be fun because that's a fantasy of yours. And we also have to be careful not to laugh at each other's fantasies because then what happens is your insecurities pop up, right? Your ego comes out and then you feel like you need to defend yourself and you're like, you know what? Never mind. This is why I don't tell you shit. So that ruins the moment. Try not to laugh at each other's fantasies when you decide to share that. And you also want to make sure that if you're drinkers, have a bottle of wine somewhere by the nightstand so you guys can sip on some wine while you're kissing each other and engaging in some foreplay. And then you get might get a little bit tipsy and then you can get, you know, get it going. You also, if you're not a drinker, you can put sparkling cider or you could put your favorite juice in glass in a nice wine glass. I don't know, something about the wine glass just feels romantic. You could put wander in your wine glass. You could put ginger juice in your wine glass. It's just the idea of having a wine glass. You feel so grown and sexy. I don't know if it's just me, but it really adds to the ambiance. Also, mix up your sex routine. So, you know, when it comes to foreplay, it's time for you to try something new. So see if your spouse is open to a little bit getting kinky, maybe tying his eyes and then you know, playing a little game or maybe um, bringing in some bondage, like tying his hands so he can't touch you, but you could do whatever you want to him or vice versa. So just communicate and see what do you want to do? Um, what is your spouse open to so you can try it on one of your romantic nights? Um, also, sometimes you have a go-to position, right? Where maybe the girl's always on top. Switch it up. Be like, baby, today I'm going to be on top. And la have her lay down. And you treat her. And you please her. And you eat that pussy. And you suck on those nipples. And you lick on her. And try to find all of her spots, right? Because when you get there, the way her body moves and the way she moans, you're going to know that that's a spot. And that can be a game. Find my spots. So 
she can try to find your spot, then you can try to find his spots. And it's just something fun you do before you actually get to the intercourse. Sometimes it's nice to just do foreplay and prolong it before you get to intercourse. And once you're done being intimate and having sex, spend time together in the bed afterwards. Don't be so quick to jump up and get out of the bed, go clean up and everybody go their way. Like just lay in the bed, linger in there a little bit, enjoy each other's company and, you know, talk and find out what each other likes or how your day was going and always whisper in each other's ears. There's nothing sexier than whispering in each other's ears. And remember, you also have to talk dirty. Talking dirty can be romantic, it can be kinky, it can be freaky. It just depends what you choose to say. So you can say, oh my God, baby, you feel so good. I love it when you touch me there. You taste so good. Oh, baby, please more. So it's up to you. Or you could say, oh my God, that makes me feel crazy when you bite my nipple. Whatever he's doing that you like, make sure he hears it and he knows it and always remember to moan. Now you can also get real freaky deaky with it and just be like, baby, fuck me harder. And he knows, oh, huh, she's feeling some type of way tonight. So depending on what you say, you will determine what the mood is going to be. Are we going a little sultry and sexy or are we going freaky and we just want to be hardcore, talk dirty, really talk dirty to each other instead of just whispering um, nice, sweet things to each other. And you can say, baby, baby, spank me and he can spank you or you can spank him and then say, spank me back, you know. Um, so it's really up to the couple how you want to do things, but I gave you a couple of tips on how to be romantic with your spouse. More importantly, it all starts with knowing your partner's love language. So you remember, there's words of affirmation, there's quality time, there's acts of service, there's gift giving, and last but not least, there's physical touch.